0: Um, help me to hear your words and to speak those words clearly to everybody lord and we just just thank you and thank you for in a couple weeks lord we are going to celebrate the birth of your son lord and what that means to the world in your name we pray amen so these are some words that i think parents have heard when from their child at some point they'll say you're not the boss of me you guys can relate to that or anybody even if you've been with if you're a teacher, maybe if you're a babysitter, and Kurt, you'll know this as a coach. I know this as a coach. So you've heard those words before that, and even as a coach, especially when I was coaching like younger kids when my kids were little or coaching teams like that. Those are words that you would hear from kids or least I heard from kids, you'd ask them to do something they just go, you're not the boss of me. And it was not like that too. Like, you're not the boss. Well, actually, you know what? When your parents signed that sheet, that permission sheet that you're going to be on this team and your parents dropped you off at the door and they left you here with me, really, I am your boss. And so because you don't want me to be your boss, I have ways to let you know I am the boss. So there would be some extra activities that we would do. And then if it got too bad, I'd say, you know what, you just don't need to play this game this next week and that's that's pretty big for a little kid to say well you're not going to play the game so if it was a girls team usually that would end with tears and so we would have to deal with that if it was boys sometimes you'd get more words and you'd get more punishment and that's how that process went of like you're not the boss of me and i would i would be able to administer that punishment but why would i be able to administer that punishment that extra running or that extra stuff that i know they hate to do why would i be able to do that because i was the one in authority because i had the authority so the one with the authority is the boss of you right someone has authority over you they're your boss and that's why they can say they're the boss of you so really though how do we administer this authority how do we do we do have this authority to people how do we we administer that to them and then also how do we respond and how do we react to that authority is is kind of the issue because throughout history authority really has been a pretty big issue think of all the wars that have fought and it really is due to authority think of the revolutionary war the revolutionary war really The people of America just got tired of the British authority over them, got tired of the king, and weren't they kind of saying is, you're not the boss of me. So we fought this war. We gained freedom. We told the king to get lost. We created this new government. And now I think we have people saying again, you're not the boss of me. So we're revolting against that. It seems like this concept authority is is something that we just don't like to be under authority. We don't like that. Eventually, we we revolt against it, but it seems like we're always under authority, aren't we? At some point, there's always somebody that has authority over us, even if you're the boss. Right now, there's actually an an issue, and we're not going to discuss it really, but it's just the Supreme Court is deliberating about uh, some laws in Mississippi, these abortion laws. There's sides on both sides. There's heated, heated arguments, on both sides. And a lot of those, when you really listen to it, it, it comes both sides are having this discussion of authority. And who has the authority. And both sides, I think, are wanting to say is, you're not the boss of me. So this thing of authority, we can define as as someone or something having the power or the right to give orders, to make decisions, to enforce obedience. Authority is also gives someone or something the power or right to direct or control someone or something so it's authority is something we have it's something that we're under authority is something that if we have it we need to learn how to wield that authority and authority if we're under it we need to learn to live under it so today we're going to look at continuing colossians and i and this is going to be something that i think paul is talking somewhat about this authority in this section of scripture, you're going to find that it's, it, there's another section of scripture in Ephesians, in chapter 5 and through chapter 6, that Paul talks ab- a lot about this same stuff, but he gives into a lot more details. So today we're going to look at, begin in Colossians 3.18, and we're going to go through chapter 4, verse 1 of this. So let's start. It says, wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Amen. Let's go. I see all the guys going, yep, let's, Edward, amen, let's, let's end the sermon right now. Jack, where's Jackie? You said she was going to come after me if I did that. Okay, I'm lucky. So I said that to Chris this week, and she immediately followed, she immediately said to me that verse, it's Ephesians 5.21, it says, submit to one another out of the reverence of Christ, and I said, Chris, that's great, but we're not talking about Ephesians today, we're talking about Colossians, so Sorry. really we can't i can't end there because chris and i had this discussion about this and about that verse and it's really like y- you know man you you probably wish we would end right there you probably wish that's what it would be because chris is kind of we're having this conversation and she's like going yeah you can end it there but there's a lot more and there's a lot more piled on you men than there is me so you you can stop there if you want but there's a lot more pressure and she goes i kind of got the feeling chris is like saying I'm glad I'm not one of you. So we're not going to end there. We're going to go on. But before I go on, I want to remind just what, a little bit of what we talked about at the end last week. About Paul when he says we're closed with this new self. When we put this new clothes on as God's chosen, holy, and dearly loved people. He says that we're clothed with, clothed with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness, with patience, with forgiveness, with thankfulness and love. And so I want us to keep that in mind. Keep that in our, the forefront of our minds. That that's our new self. That's this new person of who we've become. When we have this authority or when we're under this authority. So okay, so let's look at, at verse 18 and we're going to go all the way through here. No pot, no. No little side notes there on that. So, wives, submit to your, uh, yourself to your husbands as fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it, not only when their eye is on you and to curry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs, and there is no favoritism. Masters, provide your slaves with what is right and fair, because you know that you also have a master in heaven. A lot of different relationships there isn't there a lot of different relationships expressing authority over each other that Paul is telling us about now I look through that list and I'm going to admit I've a lot of times I don't do a very good job of that because a lot of times I've I've spoken harshly to my wife I've embittered my kids probably haven't been the best boss at times so I'm guilty of violating a lot of those things but today I want us to look at this passage and I want us to really look at kind of the passage as a whole rather than just breaking it down word by word and verse by verse because I want us to kind of get a, a theme out of this. Someday and at, at a different time, Ephesians I think is that better vert, that better one to do that because Paul goes into a lot more detail on that. So... Again, remember what I mentioned earlier of keeping this idea that this is our new character. These are our new clothes, that we're in this compassion, this kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, thankfulness, and love. That our authority, that's with those in mind, that character, that's how we should administer our authority, authority, is having that as our character. And then when we're receiving this authority, that should also be our character and that's the lens and the filter that this should all go through. So the first thing I want to look at is this discussion of you're not the boss of me is just the simple word Lord. Now if you put just out of your conscience just put capital L there I want you to cross that out and I want you to put small l because that's intentional. I'm talking about Lord as in general as in the word. Where a Lord is someone or something having power or authority or influence over someone, such as a master or a ruler. And master is is small M, not, not not a capital M. So when Paul says, wives, submit to your husbands. Children, obey your parents. Slaves, obey your earthly masters and everything. Could we conclude that those people of the list, the husbands, the masters, the parents, that they have authority or they have influence, over their wives, over their children, over their slaves, and if we use that definition I just gave you of Lord, that we could, we could define those people, those those positions as well. We're lords, small l lords. That that definition, it does it. I think we can kind of say that that's by the definition, that's what that is. However, when I say the word Lord. Like that's not something we're comfortable with, like that's not a word that we use this the in this day and age. But think about our lives when we th- when we are in control of our lives. Like we like to be lord of our own domain. Like we like to be lord of our lives, or at least I I do, and I and I and I like to do what I want to do. I like to do when I want to do. I like to tell people what to do. In fact. I'm in a position where actually I do get to tell people what to do at the pharmacy and here. And believe it or not, they actually do it. (laughs) I know. I get to tell them what to do. And they do it. So maybe in a little bit of a sense, I am that small L Lord of my own world. But how do I act as Lord over my world? What is my character in that? Which brings me to this next point of Lord, small l, versus Lord it over, again, small l. So maybe if we'd said, yep, we're all lords in some way because we have this authority. We have this ability to tell people what to do. So when I'm a lord over someone, when that's my character, when I'm lording over someone, I'm acting in a way that shows that I'm better than you or I'm more important than you. So would that make my wife want to submit to me if that's my character? If that's how I was doing it. Yeah, it doesn't work well. What about would that make my children want to obey me? Want my employees to work for me? And as Paul says, work for me as if they're working for Jesus. Some laughter in there, and I heard, no, it's not. In fact, I probably would have a revolutionary war on my hands revolting against lord jared on that one now man there is a verse in like I, we have to talk about this it says love your wives and do not be harsh with them so if my attitude is that attitude of i'm going to lord it over my wife is that really loving her if i think i'm better than her and then when I think I'm better than her, is she ever going to live up to my, uh, my expectations? Because I'm going to have these unrealistic expectations that I'm going to place on her. And what happens when someone doesn't meet my expectations? Well, I get mad. And then I'm going to get harsh with her. Because I'm lording over her and I'm thinking I'm better than her. But now imagine... We have this new clothes on us, this new clothes that we talked about last week, this compassion, this kindness, this humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, thankfulness, and love. That's my new self, and that's how I have this authority. That's how I'm administering this authority and how I'm treating others and how I ask people to do things is with that character. I think this idea of lording over my wife looks a little different. Actually, it looks a lot different because I'm not doing it anymore. It doesn't exist. Because I'm going to treat my wife. I'm going to treat my children. I'm going to treat my employees different with this new cloth on me. They're going to feel like equals. They're going to feel like I'm not better than them, that I'm not above them. And I have a a suspicion that if that's our attitude and that's our character, that my wife's probably not going to think twice about submitting to me. That she's going to want to because I'm loving her so much that I'm not lording over her. And she's going to find it easy to love me back. That I'm not harsh with her, making her feel like I'm better than her. Now, Paul also warns us about our children. Paul says not to embitter them. Now, I want to go back to the coaching analogy there. Um, The name that comes to my mind is like Bobby Knight. Think of Bobby Knight, if you guys know Bobby Knight. Like he got fired from lots and lots of jobs because he was in a position of authority and he like lorded it over his teams. Like he, he abused them. He didn't respect them. He would yell and scream at them. And, and a lot of these coaches like him, they've been fired over the years because they're lording over their players because they in some way think they're better than the players or nothing is ever their fault. It's always the player's fault. It's always their fault. It's always someone else's fault. I'm above all of this. I'm the lord of this basketball team. So then the players, well, they become bitter. Players transferred out of Bobby Knight's program. That kind of started the whole thing of him getting fired and being out of here. And eventually the players even, they just give up on the coach. They don't want to play anymore. They don't have, they don't put any effort. They refuse to play that coach is lording over them now what if as a coach as a parent as a husband even as a wife or a boss what if we're clothed in that compassion and the kindness and that list that i gave you of gentleness patience forgiveness i bet the team isn't going to give up i bet the team's going to continue to play and they're going to play for each other and they're going to play for the coach because there's not this system of lording it over, that I'm better than you. We're all part of the same team. That as we parent our children the same way, they don't become embittered. And when they're not embittered, they're not going to become discouraged, and they're not just going to give up. This idea to, of authority, when, when we're that's how it's administered. When we're not lording over it seems like maybe uh, we can start to live under this authority if authority is, is wielded in, in that way not the lording over that it's maybe not as bad as i thought it, it seems to depend on how that lord the small l lord administers authority which i want to bring uh, to the next part of this this is so we have lord small l We have lorded over again small l and then we have lord which is capital l lord who refers to jesus and this one is capital l our lord jesus so when we don't lord over people when we obey authority paul tells us in this when it says don't embitter your children paul says and these are the things when he says wives submit to your husbands all of these things employ slaves obey your masters this is what it says paul says it's fitting in the lord it pleases the lord it shows sincerity of our heart and reverence for the lord when we obey this proper authority now i want us to look at matthew 20 25 through 28 we'll, we'll look at it a little bit but some of you might remember this story some of you might have no idea but this story is when The mother of james and john come to jesus and she she comes to jesus and she goes come on man like i've got a favor for you will you do this for my sons please please she says you know when you bring your kingdom when you have your kingdom here will you put my sons to the right and to the left of you and give them those positions of authority and jesus looks at her and says honey no i can't do that like that is not my place to do that That is my father's place to do that. That's his place to anoint those powers, those places of position. I can't do that. So then imagine if you're one of the other disciples, you're one of the other ten, and you hear this is going on. Like you're thinking, well, who do these two think they are? Do they think they're lords over me? That they have this special authority that they get to lord over me? And so they're mad. They're ticked. And then this is what Jesus tells them, starting in verse 25 so who would you rather have authority over your life who would you rather put your put yourself under these small l lords that lord over you that think they're better than you or would you rather put yourself under the lord jesus jesus who i think of who jesus is this is the son of god this is the uh, person that Jesus is the one. He has every ability. He has the power. He even, I would say, has the, the right to, to actually lord over us. But he doesn't. Jesus' own word says, he did not come to be served, but to serve. This Lord Jesus that came to serve us. He served us with his life. He served us. By dying on the cross, paying our ransom, serving us uh, by paying our debt for my life. I, I think I'm going to choose Jesus. I think I'm going to choose the Lord Jesus every day, all day, every day, all the time. I want you to think of the worst boss you've ever had in your life. Give you a second to think. Think of the worst boss you've ever had. Just like you didn't even want to go to work. For me, it was a it was a boss that he really wasn't my boss. He was kind of my boss because he was a district manager boss. But I had a boss that was it was complicated. That was like my direct boss that was boss over it, It's just complicated. But one day, this boss came to me, and he asked me to do something that actually I had a memo in my in in the pharmacy that said. If you do this, you will be fired. And he's asking me to do it. Horrible boss. And I and I'm kind of try to tell him that. And I ask a question. I say I I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. Well, his response to me was he starts yelling at me. He starts literally backing me into a corner, screaming at me. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like, no, I'm not going to do this. So, I think I literally said the words like you're not the boss of me and i got out of there somehow got out of the corner and went down and and left and really this guy was trying to lord over me he was lording it over me that he had this power of position that he was better than than me and you know when i said you're not the boss of me and left like i literally did leave like i was discouraged i became embittered i was discouraged like paul is saying here with your children and I left. I left the company. Now think of the best boss you ever had. Think of a boss that, man, I, I want to go to work. I, every day is, is, is good. I bet this boss, I bet he didn't lord, o- lord over you. I bet this boss served you. I bet this boss thought that he was willing to do anything that needed to just get the job done. He saw you as, as part of a team. And I bet he jumped right in, and even if there needed to be a toilet cleaned, he probably wouldn't clean the toilet. He didn't see you as inferior. They were all part of the team. You're all special. You're all important. Cared for you. So showed concern for you. Loved you. And you found it easy to submit to that authority. And that's what Paul's saying. Jesus. Jesus is Lord. Jesus doesn't lord it over us. Jesus is that boss you want to work for. Jesus is that boss that cares about you, that loves you that he came to serve. He came to give us his life. And he's kind of that, he's that big L Lord that I can put myself under his authority and I can follow him. He's the example I want to follow. This concept, like I mentioned earlier, authority, it's unavoidable. its It really is. It's unavoidable. In life, you're going to have authority. and We've been in positions where We're the one in authority. We've been in positions when we're under authority. And there's this tension, isn't there? There's this tension of being in authority and being under authority. And it's just just hard. Even if you're, say, the boss. Even if you are the president, the founder, the CEO, the owner of the company. It doesn't matter who you are. We're all under some kind of authority. Which brings me to this, the last point of master, small m, versus master, big m. Again, this, the capitalization, it's important. There's a reason for this. So a master is someone who has people working for them. A master, small m master. So we can all relate to that, I think. I think we've all have jobs or have had jobs. And we've had this master who we call the boss. The boss... Who has us all working for him? So if we want to stick with kind of the words that Paul uses, that we're employees, but we're also maybe their slaves. But does, as a boss, does a boss, like, know what you're doing every second of the day while you're at work? Does is the boss just sit there watching you? Well, maybe he does, because I, like me, I've got this handy app on my phone i can just go here and i can go here and i can push this and i can push this and i can push this before you know it i got cameras and i'm looking what all my employees are doing during work so yeah i can watch every second of what they're they're doing every day but then what i as the boss get anything done because i've got things to do too so i can either sit and watch or i, I, or I don't need to watch so I'm going to say a good boss probably isn't watching everything you do, but he can. So maybe the question is, what are you doing while you're at work? And the boss isn't watching you. Or maybe the boss is out of the office. How's your work production? Is it the same as when they're there? How do you do your job? Are you obeying, as Paul says, this is what Paul says, to obey your earthly masters in everything and do what you're supposed to be doing is that what you're doing be honest the boss isn't there he's never going to know paul is saying you should be in fact you should be doing your best work when the boss is gone that's when you should be your best now there's a parable jesus told you'll sound familiar to you guys there's a parable where the master went away the boss went away And when he did that, he left three servants in charge of some bags of gold. Different amounts. But to two of them, those two, they went and did some work with that. They did their best work with that that bag of gold. And they doubled their money for the master. They did their best work to please the master. Last one, Mm yeah, master's gone, kind of scared of him. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just buried in the dirt. I'm not going to use. I'm not going to use what the master gave me. I'm not going to do my work. I'm not going to do my best. Well, then you know what? master came back. master came back. He wasn't happy. Well, he's happy with the first two. Because the first two, like I said, they did work. They did their best work. And they doubled the money. And they showed the master. And, and well, they were rewarded. They were given more. The, the last one? he was punished it says in the says in the scripture it says he was thrown out in the darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth that doesn't sound fun so if you work hard when the master's not around he's not looking you're rewarded while the master is away but if you don't you're punished Hmm. i think there's something in there isn't there so paul is saying you should serve your earthly masters as if you're working for the lord this is what it says in verse 23 whatever you do work at it with all your heart as working for the lord not for human masters working for the lord this is where that capital m master comes in and if you remember verse 17 from last week if you don't here it is it says whatever you do whether in word or deed do it all in the name of the lord jesus so all i do all the work that i do i i'm doing it for the lord jesus not just doing it for a paycheck i'm doing it for more than that i'm doing it actually paul says that you're going to receive this inheritance from the lord jesus from our lord from jesus that it is the lord jesus that we're serving matthew 6 27 these are jesus's words says, for the Son of Man is going to come in his glory, in his Father's glory, with his angels. And then he will reward each person according to what you, they have done. So if I submit to this authority as if I'm working for Jesus. Remember what I'm clothed in. Remember those new clothes. We're going to say it again. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, thankfulness, and love i received this reward from my father from our father who is god that sounds like a pretty good deal sounds like something i can maybe do now there's also we got to look at this side of it too what if you just say i don't want to or maybe you're a boss and you say yeah i just i want to be a bad boss i kind of like having this power i'm kind of power hungry and i'm just going to lord over people paul addresses that too the end of this end of this section he addresses to those in authority that don't want to don't want to have authority this way this is what he says anyone who does wrong will be paid for their wrongs and there is no favoritism masters provide your slaves with what is right and fair because you know that you will also have a master in heaven so we see some some punishment there we see that we shouldn't have favorites The bosses need to treat their employees with like what i said compassion kindness humility gentleness patience forgiveness thankfulness and love why because every single one of us have a master capital m master who is jesus our lord then we all should be working in a way it doesn't matter who you are we every single one of us should be working in a way that we work at it with all of our hearts as if we're working for the lord because we are all of us are so when i go to work tomorrow like it's monday we all know what's like i don't want to go to work tomorrow i think most of you probably agree with me like it's it's just not very much fun because you have all the stuff you left on friday that's probably not done yeah, all the stuff through the weekend that came in that you need to get done. And then y- there's probably end-of-the-month stuff, and we're halfway through the month, so we've got to make sure all that stuff. And then maybe, you know what, you know the boss isn't going to be in tomorrow. So you go, yeah, I don't want to come in anyway, so maybe I'll just come and I'm just going to work half speed. I'm not going to do a very good job. probably going to spend my time on my phone, my own phone, ignore the real phone that I need to answer. But then, what happens if the boss comes in? Suddenly, my work level changes. Start working a little bit harder. But Paul's saying, "That's how you should work all the time. You should work like the boss is there watching you all the time. That you should be working that hard. That you should be working like the bosses watch you every every day, every second of the day. Which, if our boss is Jesus." that's our lord jesus is there all the time so he kind of is there watching us all the time paying attention to what we do so we should work that way give it all, all we have all of our heart everything we have so let's kind of close here and kind of put some of this stuff together so i think we've showed we're all under authority we're all under authority there's not an escaping that And some of us and most of us at some point, we're going to be given authority at some level. Maybe it's authority over, maybe we all have children. Maybe we'll just be at a job where we'll be a manager. Maybe we'll just, there's just authority that we're given throughout this. But how are you going to wield that authority? That's what matters. So are you going to be this small L Lord and just Lord over people, over your wives, over your children, over your employees? Or whoever it is that you have authority, authority under. Or are you going to be submitted to authority because the Lord, capital L, the Lord Jesus, is our ultimate authority. Are you going to have that attitude, that, that part of your character? And then once you're submitted to that authority, the authority of Jesus, we, we work for our master's. Whatever our master, whatever our, whoever our boss is, whatever our job is, we 're working that as if we're working for Jesus, for our Lord Jesus, for our capital and master. so regardless of what you are, whether you're a wife, whether you 're a husband, whether you're a child, whether you 're an employee, whether you're a boss, whoever, you're going to do everything with all your heart, again, as if you're working for the Lord Jesus, submitting to the ultimate authority of jesus so maybe it is true you're not the boss of me technically maybe we could say you're not the boss of me because jesus is the boss over me and he's the boss over you so live like it let's pray